You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. I'm not exaggerating to say that runners everywhere were horrified to hear what happened to Ahmad Arbery nearly two years ago in February 2020. He was simply doing what so many of us do, taking a run through a beautiful neighborhood, taking in the local scenery with awe and curiosity, except he was chased down and shot as three neighbors assumed he was there to commit a crime instead of just running. The outcry led to a lot of social justice movements, and the leader of one of those is here with us today on the Running Around Charlotte podcast. Tyrone Irby is a certified personal trainer and sports performance coach and former strength and conditioning coach at North Carolina Central University. But he's here with us today as the founder of Together We Stand, which is a statewide effort to have conversations about race with a good run and a tasty beer. I like the beer part. The annual Maud <laughs> 2.23 run is coming up here in Charlotte, and Tyrone joins us to talk about the run and the movement. Tyrone, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. That was a long intro. That's got to be one of our longest intros, but uh, <laughs> worth every worth every word there. Um, DC Lucchese is here with us today. DC, how are you doing today, my friend? Excellent. Feels good to be in studio. Yeah, so uh, let let's just start start at the beginning, Tyrone. Uh, we love to hear more about you, and uh, but but first, tell us about Together We Stand and the Mod Two Point Two Three Run. Okay, well, we started Together We Stand back in June of two thousand twenty, which is about uh, four months after Aubrey was killed, and the goal for us was to create opportunities for conversations. We found in, you know, between 1990, well, 19, 2019, 2020, a lot of angry people were talking. And we found that when people are angry, there's no way to communicate. And we wanted to find a way to have conversations amongst people of all races and orientations where we're talking with each other rather than at each other. So Gelby Stan, the goal for that really was to find safe spaces to have conversations. Now, I saw beer for a living for a long time. Uh, Rogue Ales and Pyramid Ales and Mash House Brewery in Fayetteville. And I found always that breweries are safe spaces of conversation. These breweries are always a place anybody can come. If you have, your, if you have money for a beer, you can come to a brewery. Um, I've also found that running is also um, very accepting of, of everybody also, of any race, sexual orientation also. So. With Together We Stand, we wanted to have spaces for these conversations. We chose breweries, and we chose also running groups. So the Maud race uh, came about uh, February of last year, the first one. And we worked with Fleet Feet uh, in Durham and also a brewery in Durham, Poniosaurus. But this year, we, wanted, we, we decided we wanted to expand the concept of the runs. Mm-hmm. So not just one day, but seven days. So we have eight cities, including Charlotte, uh, Raleigh-Durham, uh, Greensboro, Boynton, Fayetteville. And the goal is to have one run every day for Ahmaud Arbery in those cities. 
So All that's right. so that's our goal. Charlotte is by far our strongest city for this event. I believe Charlotte has uh, ten different runs throughout the entire week. So so each city has ten different. Each city has a number of different runs. Correct. Charlotte has the most runs of. So Charlotte has 10 runs out of all 22 that we have going on in uh, North Carolina. All right. So tell tell me first about the mod is obviously in reference to a mod. And the 2.23 means what? 2.23 means that's the date he was killed. Okay. February 23rd. And um, tell, tell us about the runs. Are they, uh, you know, streets closed and it's a 2.23 mile race? Is it just a, hey, we're getting together at the brewery and it's just a fun run on the sidewalks? Um, tell us more about that. Well, all of the run clubs have their own routes already. Okay. And we ask them all to just change yeah. their routes to a 2.23 run. Gotcha. It's not a race. Gotcha. It's a run. The goal for each run is to, to run the race or actually run the route and then come back and have a conversation about race. So what we're doing is we have a, a program called Courageous Conversations, which is a small group mm -hmm. uh, conversation piece that we've done in Durham and also in Greensboro. We're bringing that to Charlotte for the kickoff at Nota Brewing Company on the 20th of February. Right. And that's going to be is pretty much we're going to the, the topic of the conversation is called the language of racism. And we've chosen about 15 different words. And we want our people that come to the conversation to, def to define those words. The goal is really to have a word like, let's say, ally. What does ally mean? Okay. Well, you might have a different meaning than I do. Let's share our, our meanings and see if we can come up with one general meaning. Uh, another word, anti-racist, uh, privilege. Those are words that have different meanings for different people. And the goal, the race, the run is important. There's no doubt about that. We want to run that, those 2.23 miles. But the conversation afterwards is even more important because that gives people an opportunity to voice their opinions and also to sit down and have authentic, honest conversations. I, I, I think it's I think it's an awesome concept, and I think it is a I think it's something that we all need to do. <clears throat> you know, the biggest um, speaking personally, the biggest fear for me is always afraid I'm going to, I'm going to ask the wrong question. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna, and, and, and then it's like, well, I didn't, I, I don't think I meant it that way or whatever. So like, how, how do we have constructive conversations um, without being offended if the wrong questions asked, because really I'm, I'm here to learn. And if I ask the wrong question, I'm not doing it because I, you know, because I want to offend anybody, but it's because I just, I don't know yet. You know, I don't know what that question means to you. To me, it might mean something different to your point about what, what, what's the definition of this word. You and I might have two different definitions of that or two per perspectives of what that word might mean. So tell, tell us about uh, conversations and boundaries and things like that. Well, I think the first thing is we set ground rules. Um, okay. When we invite you, we give you an opportunity to say, listen, this is what we're going to talk about. If you feel comfortable with that, please come. If you don't, then you don't need to come. It's okay. The ground rules are no one gets offended. You listen to learn. If you're not willing to listen, you can't learn. Um, so what we do is every time you have a courageous conversation, we have a registration form. Send it out. So listen, we're going to have it here. If you feel offended, raise your hand. It's like you're in, you're in school and say, I feel offended. And then discuss why you feel offended. The goal is always to make sure everyone is heard. 
and everyone's is being listened to. But as you said, the fear is always asking the wrong question. There are no wrong questions in this in this in this conversation. It's all is only opportunities to learn and ask. If you don't know something, ask a question. Because if you don't ask a question, you never find out the answer. Yeah. So the goal with, yeah. with all the groups and our groups are always mixed races and mixed sexual orientation. So therefore, everyone can be represented. But the goal is just to learn from each other. You know, listen, I'm a 57-year-old black man living in Durham. If there's a 57-year-old black man living in Charlotte, his experiences are different than mine. My wife is 41 years old. Her experiences are different than mine. So the goal is, it doesn't make a difference what color you are. Your experiences are always different. Where you grew up, how you grew up, where you went to, everything is always different. Yeah, so the goal definitely. is always to share experiences. When you do that, you have an opportunity to learn from each other rather than just become ignorant and not learn anything from each other. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different variables, right? You, you know, did you come from uh, a two-parent ho- household or a one-parent? What neighborhood right. did you live right. in? Who were your friends? You know, my, mm-hmm. my right. kids are learning about that at at uh, uh, church right now, you know, like the friends, the friends that you pick and that you choose to hang out with will have a large influence on, Mm -hmm. on some of the decisions you make, you know, and some of your attitudes and values. So, uh, you know, it's an all encompassing thing. And I, I, look, I, you know, we say, let's have a conversation. I don't, I don't think we can ever afford to let the conversation stop either. I think it's right. got like, it, there is no yeah. great. I did it once. I feel better. And, and I walk away and we no longer have this stress of, yeah, 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 yeah no. <laughs> and I, and I think it's like, no, it's, it's like, this guy has to be an ongoing thing. Cause it's, it's not, it, it's not going to be fixed in my lifetime. It's not going to get to where I think we all want it to be, which is, people are treated based on, you know, their character versus the color of their yeah. skin. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a long, long conversation, but it has to start with a conversation, right? And, right. and whether that's... And you made a good minutes. point because you're right. It is a marathon. And our goal is not to have one conversation mm-hmm. or one event. Our goal is to have an event every month, every other month with opportunities to have those conversations. Because what we want to see is people have a conversation go home to their families, have a mm-hmm. conversation, go to work, have a conversation, be on the bus, have a conversation. Because that's the only way things will change if people accept who they are, their biases, and learn from them. That's got to be the key. Yeah, and, I, lo- and I, I love the idea of, like you said, uh, you know, getting together first, kind of breaking the ice with, with something that we can all in, in this space, get around the idea of, right. you know, having a casual run. And then, you know, the idea of having conversations over, uh, uh, over cold drinks, you know, is, is, oh my gosh, that's like caveman aged, right? It's like, that goes back a long, long way, right? Sure. You know, that's, that was the, you know, the start of the American revolution got its uh, conversations be- that began in, you know, in tap rooms and tap houses, you know, back in the day. Um, what was the reception to last year's event, I know there was there was in person. There was also virtual uh, opportunities last year. What was the what was the feedback you got from that that made you say, you know what, we're on we're on to something here? Well, I think the feedback for the most part was the amount of support we got in Durham. Again, mm-hmm. last year we only had this event live in Durham, right, right, right. Durham, mm-hmm. and it was it was amazing. Um, I also love the fact that people talked about the event 
and also want to learn more about what happened to Ahmaud Arbery. Because remember, at that time, mm-hmm. the, 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 the case hadn't been, hadn't been tried yet. You know, so people were still wondering what the outcome would be. And it was a great opportunity for people to learn, talk about it. And also with the Gilby Stan, we want to sit down with conversa- have conversations about not just Arbery's case. Think about Trayvon Martin. Now, Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin was killed 2012, three days after Arbery on the 26th of February. So those two have a, have a nice link right there. Mm-hmm. Well, not a nice link, but they have a link. I knew what you meant. Uh, <laughs> I knew so, what you, meant. you know, the goal is, listen, this is February the 1st, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Amar Arby's murder is now Black History. Unfortunately, that's what it mm-hmm. is. Trayvon Martin's murder is Black History. We want people to be aware of what's going on, what has happened, and what might continue to happen. But for the most part, if you don't live near Brunswick, Georgia, you didn't know anything about Amar Arbery until the case hit national in May of 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, so think- for us, it's just, you know, running is always also a great opportunity to meet people uh, from different walks of life also. But we want to see people from all races running together at this race, then sitting down over a cold beverage or warm beverage and having a conversation. That's the goal for this race. It's not just the run. The run's going to be great, but also yeah. conversating, learning, um, understanding more about what's going on in America right now. Yeah, that's and and that's that's uh, that's important. Uh, talk about you personally just a little bit. I'm reading some notes. You're also an author and a bit of a chef too. Tell us tell us a little bit about that and and what you let us let us well, know Tyrone a little bit more personally. Well, I'm kind of retired from uh, the, the the chef part. I, I used to own right. a, um, a uh, catering company called Up and Smoke uh, uh, Catering Company. Uh, I haven't done that in years. But in my background is I own a gym now, a small gym called Strong and Faster Durham. Uh, I was a strength coach for NCCU back in 2009, I believe, 2011. Um, when I opened up my, my own gym back in 2015, I always wanted to do something for the community. Because one of the things that I feel blessed in is that I have an opportunity to help other people. You know, training people is rewarding. You know, um, my clients are from the ages of 16 years old to 75 years old. And you'd be amazed what a 75-year-old motivated grandmother can do in a gym. You'd be <laughs> um, but the goal is always to give back to the people that gave me so, so much. Community. Together we stand is community-based. It's not for black people. It's not for white people. It's not for Hispanic people. It's not for any special gender. It's for every single person that wants to create change in the community. And that's one thing I try to get people to understand. Skillaby Stand is for everybody. I don't care who you are. You can come and be a part of Skillaby Stand as long as you want change. Not just in your life, but also in community's life. And it's the way people speak to each other. How often do you, you have a situation where people argue about something that's really not that important, but they don't understand each other or how things are spoken? Mm-hmm. I, I so saw, when you have those yeah, words, I'm sorry. Right, so when you have those words and you have uh, different meanings, you know, I might mm-hmm. say one word to you one way, you might take it another different way. But the goal is always to, I want you to hear my words and feel what I mean when I say them, not assume what I mean. 
And I think that's and the that's beauty the, of having people in front of each other correct. is that, yes. you know, I, I saw a cartoon in, in the Sunday funnies, as they say, and it had uh, different characters speaking to one of the main character. And they were all saying just really horrible things that you would read on the Internet. Right. And mm-hmm. the punchline was what if people really thought about would I say this to somebody's face, but I happily write it. Not happily, but, but, but somebody would right. happily write it on the internet right. in comments or commentary or rebuttal to somebody. It's like, you know, I think one of the beauties of what you're doing here is that we're not, we're not having an internet forum. We're not having a Zoom room. Right. We're, we're actually going to do a thing where we're going to be able to look at each other across the table and look right. in each other's eyes and pick up the feeling and the nuance of what those right. words actually mean coming out of somebody's mouth. That's beautiful, Absolutely. man. You know, here, here's a reality. Since the pandemic, we have lost the art of conversation. Everybody's one of trolls on the internet. Yeah. And they want to put things on the internet. And when you do that, there's no response back to you. You know, I can remember, you know, again, I'm, I'm in, in my mid-50s, a time where conversation was the norm. No internet, no cell phones. We had telephones with a little long wire. <laughs> you had to pick up and call somebody. On. Yeah. <laughs> but the That's art of conversation one-on-one has been lost over the last couple of years. And we want to bring that back again, not big audiences, small groups of five, 10, 15 people to just have a conversation in a safe space and just say what's on your mind. And, and again, it's not that someone's right, someone's wrong. It's about learning, learning about the experience of somebody else. It's not like you. It's not just same race, or same sexual orientation, but just learning what people experience on a daily basis. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing what you learn when you talk to people that you don't know. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, and, and I, I think what you're doing is great. Um, if, if you could use this podcast to say anything to, to someone that's listening, what would you want to say? I'd probably say just open up your heart and your mind to learn more about people that are not like you. Be, be able to engage with someone just for the sake of learning and understanding who they are and what they're about. And we hope that the MOD event will be an opportunity for people to do that. You know, whether you're running in, in, uh, in Charlotte or, or in Raleigh or in Wilmington or wherever you're running, or even if you're running out of, out of, out of the, the state, because one of the things we, we want to do this year was also have an opportunity for people to do mod virtual. Whatever yeah. day you want to run, we're going to send you a shirt, and you, you, can, you can post your run, you can tag us in your post, and then you feel like you've done something. We want everyone to put down in writing on social media what that felt like to you. What does this, what does this mod mean to you? What does this sure. run mean to you? And what does just doing it on your own mean to you? And I think we're going to find a lot of people for, for a lot of people, this is emotional because, again, you know, I had a, I had an interview earlier this today, and one of the things I said was, "You and I are still walking around. I can't imagine the hurt his mother still feels, almost two years afterwards, yeah. because this kid went out for a run, a run, something that you and I do can do every single day. He and, went out for a run, and we take it for granted. His mom goodbye and never came back. Yeah." And that, to me, is the biggest tragedy. Yes, the three men were convicted of murder, and they'll be in jail for the rest of their life. 
But the tragedy of it is Ahmaud Arbery will never come home. Yep. And his mother will never get to hug him anymore or watch him run or anything. That to me is the big tragedy. And something that I think we all have to remember that this is this happens. It happened in February of two years ago. It's still happening around this country. Yep. Tell us where we can find out uh, how to run with Mod 2.23. Well, you can just go. Well, you can go on the internet on Instagram. Uh, Together we stand NC, or our website togetherwestandnc.com. Uh, gives you a list of all of our partners that are doing the runs. There's one for registration, and there's one link also gives you a schedule for all the runs. So it's scheduled from Monday until the following, well, actually Saturday to the following Saturday. Gives you a list of all of the breweries and our run clubs that are participating in the run. So to find out more about the run, you can, as he said, check it out togetherwestandnc.com. Or for those in Charlotte, kickoff event is on February 20th. You can find that information on run sign up. You can also find it on our partners page, nodabrewing.com. Actually, there's about, I think, I believe there's seven different runs in Charlotte, but Noda will yeah. be the kickoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I know. On the, on the 20th. Right. Tyrone, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your passion and what you're doing to make the world a better place. Um, appreciate you being on. I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to talk about Together We Stand and Maud. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you, Tyrone. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.